Hi, welcome to This Mama Means Business, a podcast where we connect as mamas and as business owners, sharing stories that will make you laugh, cry, feel inspired and take action. When it comes to parenting or building a business, we don't want you to feel guilty, anxious or overwhelmed. But when you do, we want to be here to support you with incredible interviews into how to raise and nurture your babies and your business at the same time. We are a kick-ass community of mamas and we are so excited that you're joining us today. Hey mamas, welcome to this week's solo episode, proudly sponsored by the KK Stock Shop providing busy mummers like us with stunning styled stock photos to use online. For today's episode, I wanted to share my insight into what life is really like with two small children. The cold, hard facts of it all. So if you're currently expecting your second baby, or you're considering trying for another, or heck, you're just interested into what my experience was really like, hang around. Before I get into the minutiae of my experience, let me first start by saying out loud that I really do love being a mama of two. I actually love it way more than I expected to. Of course, I love both the boys individually, but having them both earthside, having them both around and having them both in our lives and being a mum to two children, I actually really enjoy it. I actually love it way more than just being a mama of one. But I have to admit that the transition was way harder than I imagined it would be. Becoming a mama of two was a whole different ballgame. It's so funny because when you announce that you're pregnant for the second time, I had so many people say to me, oh, it's so much easier the second time around or the second baby, oh, they just slot right in or you totally know what to do. You've done all this before. And while all these bits of advice are said with nothing but good intentions and are all well-meaning thoughts and heck, some of them are true to some extent as well, I really wish people would stop telling pregnant mums what they want to hear, right? I wish they would start just telling them the cold hard facts, actually being real and saying, you know what, this was hard or this was a challenge. I had the exact same experience when I was pregnant the first time with Spencer. No one really spoke about their birth story or the challenges or the hardships that came from going from no children to one. Um, And I mean, heck, I found that to be terribly, terribly hard. But nobody really spoke about that. They all focused on Oh my goodness, it's so amazing. You're, you're going to be a mum. You're bringing in this beautiful baby into your life and skin on skin and they're so cuddly and oh, that newborn smell and all of these like really positive, beautiful things, of course, to say to somebody that's pregnant. But nobody spoke about what childbirth was actually like, about how you might need an episiotomy, about developing hemorrhoids from childbirth. I never knew that was a thing. I thought hemorrhoids was something that you just got when you were like 80. The sleep deprivation and how hard that was how much your identity changed, how much your relationship changed, the postpartum bleeding and how much that was and how long it would take to recover. No one spoke about the hard, ugly side almost of childbirth and parenting. So it just made it a hundred times harder. So I so wish that people would just take the sugar coating off everything. Let's just be real with each other. And hence why I wanted to jump on today and just share my experience about becoming a mama of two and what it was really like for me. So my very first takeaway was you will sometimes forget that you're pregnant. I forgot I was pregnant with Samuel all the time. Life was already so busy looking after Spencer. He's a very active toddler. I constantly forget I was even pregnant to the extent that sometimes people would actually stop me and ask me when I was due and occasionally I just stare at them dumbfounded. It was so different to the first time, right? 
I remember when I was pregnant with Spencer, I was checking the weekly bump updates to see whether he was the size of an avocado or an orange, to see what his development was like that week. I was counting down the weeks until my due date. I was having baths every night and I was reading my birthing skills book and I was really preparing for for labor and then preparing to be a mum. and I was so excited and I'd take time out to just feel my belly and speak to him and play music to my belly. Like, all the things because you have all the time but when you're a mama already you don't you just don't have the time so I would constantly constantly forget that I was even pregnant which is something that I felt really guilty about at times as well because this kid wasn't even born yet and already I felt like he was taking a back seat to our firstborn but hey that's the truth of it I forgot I was pregnant all the time. The time just flew. I flew into the third trimester without really noticing it at all. I feel like a whole other podcast episode could be dedicated to the differences in pregnancy the second time around. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But needless to say, it is not the same at all. My second takeaway is that you won't be able to meet both of their needs at the same time. So once Samuel had been born, something that really took me by surprise was how much I was needed by both of them at the same time. I was left choosing between the two children as to who I would, t- whose needs I would tend to first. And of course, the baby always won out because the baby really can't fend for themselves at all. And so I was left with tears in my eyes, feeling really, really guilty and feeling horrible that I wasn't able to give Spencer what he needed straight away like I had for the last three years. But I had to remember, small children, they need a lot from us as parents. Babies, they need help with every basic need, with eating, with sleeping, everything. And while toddlers may have mastered some of these, Spencer is by no means ready to tackle the big wide world without me just yet either. There were so many times, especially in the first couple of weeks, that Samuel was crying for a feed, so I'm exclusively breastfeeding him at the moment, so I'd be sitting down, getting ready to feed Samuel. Spencer would then be screaming that he was hungry. I'd have to tell him to be patient and wait, so then he'd be having a tantrum and and throwing himself on the floor because, much like his dad, food is like number one for this little boy, and he gets hangry at the drop of a hat. So then I'm picking up Samuel while he's still attached to my boob and trying to walk with him into the kitchen, and I haven't mastered breastfeeding and all the skills that takes yet. So that in itself is like this momentous task, trying to get Spencer some food, ending up being able to make a toasted sandwich with one hand or pour milk into wheat bix and getting him some kind of food while I continue to feed Samuel. It's exhausting and it really, really, really plays on your emotions as a mum because you're so used to giving 100% to this one child. And suddenly I found myself feeling like I was only giving 50% of myself to each one when they individually deserve all of my attention and all of my love and they need all of me, but I didn't have all of me to give. And it was this horrible, horrible feeling of overwhelm, feeling of guilt. And there were so many, so many times that I found myself just thinking, this has to get easier. This has to get easier. This has to get easier. And of course, as we've transitioned and we're now two months in instead of two weeks in, Spencer has become a lot more resilient and he understands a lot more when I'm feeding. We still have meltdowns, of course, when he wants a mummy cuddle and he can't fit on my lap as well, or when he wants something straight away and I can't get it for him. We still have meltdowns, but he's getting there and he's starting to understand. So I think it's so important to have that that realization and that expectation that sometimes you're going to get pulled in two different directions by two demanding little people and it's not going to always end well but together slowly you're all going to figure it out. The third realization that I had after becoming a mum of two and I probably shouldn't say this one out loud but it surprised me that sometimes you will have a favorite 
I know, I really did just say that. Of course, I love both Samuel and Spencer, but sometimes I found myself liking one a little more than the other. How can you not have a favorite when your toddler might be sleeping really well and yet your newborn is screaming and fighting sleep and not wanting to go down? Or how can you not like your baby more when your toddler is screaming at you and having this massive public tantrum and your baby's sitting there looking at you and and smiling in the pram? Of course, I love both of my boys equally. And most of the time I like them exactly the same amounts. But occasionally when it's been a long day and I'm touched out and I'm ready for them to both be in bed and one of them will just do something for the very last time that day. I definitely prefer one of the children over the other. And you know what, mamas, if you can relate to that, just remember that it does not make you a bad mama. It actually just makes you human. I mentioned this in the intro a little bit, but my fourth point that I wanted to share was was that they don't just slot in. Honestly, I heard that so much when I was pregnant with Samuel, and it just isn't true. Everything changes when you have baby number two. Your routine changes, and that's going to be unavoidable. I was pleasantly surprised, though, that all the hard work that we'd put into Spencer's routine, the last three years of getting him sleeping well eventually, and all his toilet training, and all his his manners when he asks for something, and all the things that we'd put into place didn't go out the window. But I did have to give myself grace if the normal routine that we had had to change a bit if his bath time was pushed back 15 minutes because I had to change the nappy or feed Samuel if he wasn't eating dinner right on five o'clock because I was feeding Samuel and I couldn't make his dinner or I put his dinner on a little bit too late and it wasn't ready in time things like that were unavoidable the fact that my husband Nick now has to do Spencer's bath time and bed routine and some nights I don't even get to give him a nighttime cuddle he gives me a kiss on the cheek and then yells out night night mummy as he goes off to bed with daddy which kind of breaks my heart a little bit but I found that just by sticking to some kind of loose routine and knowing that as Samuel gets older and we get a little bit more structure in our days and in our nights it's going to fall into place and I need to let go of the mum guilt that surrounds all of it, right? So I think as mummers, there's so many things that we feel guilty for all the bloody time. It's something that I'm constantly battling with. Things like, I don't get to play with Spencer as much as I want to because I'm always feeding Samuel or Samuel's spending too much time in his bouncy chair instead of in my arms or I'm not taking as many photos of Samuel as I did with Spencer, or I can't always give Spencer mummy cuddles as I'm busy seeing to Samuel. There is so much to feel guilty about when you become a mummer of two. And it's even worse than the first time around. It's way more difficult. But I found the best way to deal with it all is just to stop putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect. The baby days are never going to be the same when there is an older child thrown in the mix. You just do what you can and know that they both feel loved, And that is all that really matters. So no, baby two won't just slot into your life. It's going to take some time. There's going to be adjustments. There's going to be changes in your routine. But together, again, you're all going to find this new normal. The other thing that I didn't expect either was that with the second baby, you actually worry less. I remember bringing Spencer home for the first time and... That first night at home, without the midwives around to help, with no one else but Nick and I there, my anxiety was through the roof. I think I woke up like, you know, a million gazillion times just to check that he was breathing. And I mean, he was a bad sleeper, so it's not like he had long stretches of sleep by any means. But it was the polar opposite when we brought Samuel home. I gave birth to Sam quite quick in the hospital, so I was only in active labor for like, let's say, four hours. 
He was born at 8.30 and we were actually home in our own bed by midnight. We got home, we took him out of the car, had a cup of tea, put Samuel in the bassinet. He was all swaddled the best that we could. He was fighting the swaddle, but we did our best, put him in the bassinet. I hopped in bed. I put my earplugs in and I went to sleep. Like, who is this woman? With Spencer, you know, a simple heat rash was enough for me to take him to the doctor. He had a gunky eye, I took him to the doctor. If there was something that I just wasn't sure about, I took him to the doctor. I did not hesitate. And I'm not saying that you should. New mums, we need that reassurance, don't we? We need that that confirmation by a professional that, no, 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 your baby's fine. That's nothing to worry about. But the second time around, I was way more relaxed about these kinds of things. I've become pretty good at trusting my gut instinct, I've figured out. And yeah, there are some things that I have seek help about that I just feel aren't quite right. For example, Samuel had a tongue tie and breastfeeding him was really hard. So we did have to get that released. So there were things that I knew we had to deal with. But now if something pops up that I don't feel is a problem, I'm not terrified that I'm missing something. It doesn't mean that I care about Sam any less than I did with Spencer, but it doesn't mean that I'm more experienced now and I know when I need to worry and when I don't, which is something that really took me by surprise. And lastly is that you fall in love with the second baby just as much as you did with the first. My love for Spencer hasn't gotten any less to make space for Samuel. It's like my heart has just doubled in size and I now have the same amount of love, of incredible love for both of my boys. Suddenly, even this morning when Spencer was about to go to daycare, he came up to Samuel and gave him a beautiful kiss on the cheek and said, bye Sam. My heart could have exploded. Just seeing the two boys together, I'm so excited to see what sort of relationship they have as they grow up. And I just love the fact that there's always more love than you need as you start to have more and more children. Not that we're having any more. Two is definitely enough for us. I can't wait to see Spencer hold Samuel's hand for the first time. I can't wait to see them chase each other in the playground or kick balls together. I can't wait to see Spencer give Samuel a big hug when he's upset. I just can't wait. And I know in my heart of hearts that having two children was the right decision for us, albeit that Sam was a bit of a surprise. If you've listened to episode one, you've heard a little bit about how that unfolded right at the beginning of a pandemic, but it definitely has completed our family. And although there's some real challenges and it is really hard and emotionally I was not prepared for the times when I would be left in tears, when I wouldn't have enough of myself to give to both the boys, when I'd feel so guilty that it's almost debilitating. There's also so much love. There's so many good things that comes from having a second baby that, of course, is never something that you're going to regret. But I do really encourage you, if you're pregnant with your second child or if you're thinking about having another baby, just be prepared. I always think that honesty is the best policy. So I wanted to come out with these facts about my experience and the things that did take me by surprise in the hopes that it might help some of you. Having two kids is amazing. It really is. It's amazing, but it's freaking hard work at the same time. I know you're going to love it. All right, that's all from me this week, you guys. A nice, short little episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed hearing about my experience um, becoming a mum to the two boys, not just one. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you really love the content I'm bringing to you each and every week, I would love it if you leave me a review on iTunes. My heart almost bursts when I see reviews pop up. So please take two minutes and leave some sweet words for me. That would be amazing. One last thing, if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, make sure you head over and request access. There is an amazing group of women of boss mums 
farmers that are joining it every week and we're starting some really, really great conversations. It's going to be like a real intimate place to connect outside of the podcast and just share our challenges, share our wins, whether that be mum-related stuff or business-related stuff. So head over to Facebook. It is at facebook.com forward slash TMMB group. Now, next week, we have an amazing interview with the lovely Ali Beck. She's going to be chatting all things about website conversions. And if you have a website and you want more sales, if you want to convert more people into subscribers or just make more money or whatever it is you're struggling with around conversions, make sure you tune in because she's got some really tangible tips that you're going to be able to implement straight away to see your website do better and in turn your business do better. So from my heart to yours, I love you loads and I can't wait to chat to you again next week. Bye for now.